Hey, Happy Lost Souls. We want to start sharing more positive information on the podcast about the good that humans are doing for each other. It's an important reminder that we are capable of treating each other with dignity without relying on a church or divine beings for our morals. And so we're helping to raise money for a rad neighborhood diner called One Grub Community in El Paso, Texas. Our friends Roman and Adriana have run this beautiful restaurant that will feed anyone who comes in looking for a meal. I mean it, you can pay for your meal, but anyone who needs food can eat for free. They even have a community garden where they teach folks to grow their own food in the desert. You may recognize Roman if you watched the HBO cooking show, The Big Brunch, hosted by Dan Levy. Roman was a contestant on that show and he did an incredible job spreading the word about hunger and the need for communities to take care of each other. Unfortunately, the building that housed their diner has been sold and they've been asked to leave. It used to be a church and you know we're always down to help someone who's been kicked out of a church. <laughs> I'm just kidding. These people are the most compassionate, raddest humans I know and they deserve to be in a stable place where they can continue their good work. If you're able, consider donating to them at gofundme.com slash onegrubcommunity. That's the word one, grub, G-R-U-B, community. Or you can follow the link on our Instagram, on our website, or in the show notes to this episode. Anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, Happy Lost Souls. Quick content warning. This was supposed to be a fun episode about silly creationist theories and the scientists, air quotes, who promote them. And while we still had a pretty good time, our path through the biblical fossil record, major air quotes, led us to some stories about possible child sex abuse and even the really tragic death of a nine-year-old. It shouldn't be a surprise, I guess. If this isn't your first episode, you know that this stuff is unfortunately normal when we dig into the past of church leaders. I suppose we should have seen it coming. Anyway, if these sound like difficult topics for you, you can skip this one and we'll see you in the next episode. We'll try to make it lighter. <laughs> if you're still with us, we hope you enjoy hearing us tear a new asshole into our favorite creationist crackpot. He didn't evolve with one, so we had to do it for him. Thanks, y'all. Let's get to it. This fine viper, this ignominious carbuncle, shall henceforth be solemnly banned from our holy presence. Ejected from the communion of Holy Mother Church! Excommunicate him! What good would that do? Outsider of the faith! Necromancer! A diabolist! A sorcerer! And a damned heretic! He's a belly naughty boy! Welcome to Heretic Party, a podcast for apostates and a podcast for all the other happy lost souls out there who want to hear stories about living through and living beyond religion that evolved from rocks. Are you kidding me? You, th you think you evolved from rocks? A rock is your great-grandpa? I evolved from a geodude. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch your mouth. You joke, but I part of the issue with Pokemon when I was a kid was that there was evolutions in it. And I <laughs> that was the reason a lot of Christians banned it. Yeah. Anyway. Silly. My name's Christian Atley. I am an ex-evangelical Pentecostal jackass. And now I'm a regular jackass. And this is one of my co-hosts, Joe Blablazo. It's me. I'm Joe. I evolved from a geodude slowly grew into an onyx and now uh i'm just a regular dude <laughs> 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 
flesh. This is the worst second evolution for a Pokemon I've ever heard. (laughs) I mean, you're a great show, but... I know, it sucks. Now I have to pay taxes. Do you know how pissed a kid would be if they got the second evolution of their Pokemon and they... It was just a handsome hunk? (laughs) Yeah. All all the stats went down. (laughs) His attack is go to work every day like a schmuck. Durability, zero. (laughs) Emotions, fragile. Great hair, though. (laughs) Great hair. (laughs) That doesn't count for anything in Pokemon. (laughs) All right, and here is my other co-host, Leant Collins. Yay! Welcome to the show. Oh, and heretic researcher, librarian of the dance. What's up, Leanne? I'm like actually here. So good to have you back. (laughs) You're here. How was your vacation? It was wonderful. I saw so many bears. I was so happy. We went to Yellowstone. Are you telling me that bears evolved from (laughs) marmosets, which evolved from the primordial soup? Yes. Did you actually see an evolution while you were there? Because then I don't know if you can. <laughs> you were in what national park? We went to Yellowstone and Grand Teton. and. So you saw Yogi Bear. Hey, boo boo. That's actually kind of scary. We took a picnic. Very scary. <laughs> it was great. We saw like one grizzly mama had three cubs and we were like 80 yards away. And it was so scary, but so cool. And they were so cute and like tumbling all over each other, like wrestling. Oh, man. Bear cubs are so freaking <laughs> it was cute. unreal. You know that's Joe's favorite animal, right? Really? Mm-hmm. Me too. I love bears. Me too. Freaking cuties. Yeah. Land, did your team win the Stanley Cup? We did. We, we fucking won. <laughs> That's awesome. I couldn't remember what your team was. The Vegas Golden Knights. Those, those newbies, right? Yeah. Cup in six. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, I only cried once today, so I'm <laughs> pretty Be- Because pretty of the excited. Stanley Cup? Yeah. It's just been constant. Like, every hour, there's new content and new videos and new pictures of them being so happy, and I'm so happy, so I cry <laughs> some more. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's good to be back. How the fuck are you all doing? Dude, we had a blast on the Discord this past weekend. It we was so super fun. did. Everyone that showed up, thank you so much. Great seeing your beautiful faces. Old pals, new pals, nude pals. <laughs> there was no nudity from the waist up. I'm glad I left before that then. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. I, we're going to keep using the Discord like that. Party on, dude. I actually had some funny videos to watch, but we didn't even get to them. We just started hanging out, talking to everyone, and it was a blast. I, it feels really good to have a community like that. And we didn't talk religion much at all. We talked a little bit, but most of the time we were just seeing what's up with people. It was cool. <laughs> Great time. Tune in next time if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some really funny stuff planned for the Discord. <laughs> Can I announce it on here? I'm going to announce it. Our next Discord hang, we're going to get together and watch AI Jesus. Ooh. Who is shocking. It's an AI that's been trained in Jesus's teachings and with video and everything. He moves his mouth and talks and blinks and it's fucking creepy. What? I thought you meant Italian Jesus. Hey, I'm Jesus. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> going to be really fun though we're going to get on there and ask him questions he just picks random questions from the chat and answers them we saw him answer a prayer for walter white the chemistry teacher who had lung cancer (laughs) (laughs) and he remembered other people that had asked about walter white and included them in his prayers ai jesus is more real than jesus (laughs) also kind of looks like ryan gosling yeah really does it's ai white jesus but (laughs) 
you know, fewer people would watch if it was historical, accurate Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to ask him to see his abs. <laughs> <laughs> so I got an update about our friend Selena, the friend who doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Not that all of our friends do, but she was a special case <laughs> and then she talked about how excited she was for it. And then a year later, still had never heard one minute of the podcast. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Wish she'd listen. <laughs> well, we had this game going where we brought up a poster board and started drawing things on it. And every week she didn't listen. We were going to add more things to the poster board and then frame it and make her hang it up in her house when she finally did listen. And that was going to be super fun. We were going to add more and more offensive shit to this picture and make her embarrass her guests. <laughs> but sadly, one of our other listeners ruined it. Oh, someone snitched? Someone snitched. Am I going to call her out by name? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Beth, you know who you are. <laughs> Beth told Selena all about it. And Selena listened to the first 15 minutes of an episode, the part where we talked about her and then <laughs> called me. And I think that counts. She listened to it. Thanks, Selena. <laughs> yeah. Actually, she has messaged me since and she's like four or five episodes in. So, I, Selena, we love you. Thank you for listening. I feel only better and better and better and better and better and better. <laughs> Especially because eventually we talk about you. <laughs> Cameo. I think the next move is to pick a different friend who doesn't listen and keep the game going. So let's think about it. All right. Who do we love who also loves us but is bad at phones? I mean, we have lots of friends who don't listen to us. That's fine. <laughs> but I want to call out one specifically. Anyway, Selena, we love you. Thanks for listening. I sound bummed because I was really looking forward to handing you this ridiculous gift. But you know what? Nothing's stopping me from drawing a <laughs> bunch of offensive things on this and still giving it to you. So we make the rules. We don't have to abide by them. The new rule is every day we forget to ship it out, we have to draw something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the move. Oh, fuck. That's going to be really intense. Okay. <laughs> Joe, you're working on an exclusive print for our Patreon subscribers. For all the sweet, sweet babies that gave us some money on Patreon, I'm making you a drawing, a print uh. of a drawing. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Don't worry. It's going to be rad. I'm so excited. Joe does amazing work, and it's going to be really fun. Do you have any plans for it so far? I got a couple, but I don't want to leak the juice yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you want to see what it is, check us out on Instagram, and you can see what Joe's working on. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I'll add it to my little gallery wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe does amazing nerdy drawings and sometimes drawings of hollow notes. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> well, what do you say we get into it, y'all? We've got a heavy topic for this week and I think we should just fucking blast it out here. Yeah, really, really big bang it. That's what she said. <laughs> it's almost like this episode is just going to big bang out of nothing. How do you explain that? Yes, science! Yeah, it's like it rained on this episode for millions of years. <laughs> All right. I was dreading this one, but I think it's going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> this week, we're talking about creationism. Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> it's a theory that came out of nowhere. <laughs> When a bunch of Christian parents got mad that their children were being taught things like rational logic and evidence-based information. Peer-reviewed research. And specifically, we're going to talk about one jackass named Kent Hoven. What you're about to see is a powerful seminar that combines the last 30 years of research done by Dr. Hoven. It's in a field called... Which is the study of... Bullshit! 
For those of you that don't know, creationism usually refers to what's called young earth creationism. It's the belief that the Bible is literal when it says that the world is 6,000 years old and Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark and all that shit is actually, despite all scientific evidence, exactly how we all came to be. And that's fine. Believe that if you want. No big deal. But as most people have probably heard, that's something that a lot of Christians have been up in arms about for decades. And they push it on the schools and insist that evolution is only a theory. So creationism should be taught as well. And it's led to all sorts of other problems. And this fucking scum, Kent Hovind, is a big part of that and a big part of why I was such a prick for so many years <laughs> when I was a Christian. Anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead of it here. Leanne's got a great story here for how this guy came to fame and all that stuff. Oh, he evolved into his station? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's Oh, he's definitely in his third or fourth evolution. <laughs> how he created his career? Out of nothing. <laughs> In just six days. You just spoke it into existence. I would be shocked if his doctorate came in more than six days. <laughs> <laughs> he calls himself Dr. Ken Hubbard. I don't know, but we're going to find out that stuff from Leanne. Ready to do this, Leanne? Woo! Sure. Let's do this, y'all. It's Kent Hoven and creationism. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I would now like to talk about each of your individual religious beliefs. I've been involved in a number of cults, both as a leader and a follower. Keep things spicy, spicy. You have more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. Psych! This was fun for me because you guys have mentioned him several times, and I'd never heard of him until you had. I was raised on Ken Ham who also loves... Delicious. <laughs> dinosaurs. Ken Ham um, for Blam. Another young earth creationist. Can't eat a Kent Hovind sandwich. <laughs> Kent Hovind, Dr. Dino, is new to me too. And he's bonkers. This guy... <laughs> Correct assessment. Uh, I was reading the Wikipedia because, you know, good baseline. But then there's so many different places you can go. And it just kept like expanding this world of crazy. Like, <laughs> just. It's an appropriate word in this case, I think. I hesitate to use it, but I think it's apt. Like, He's got like some serious problems. The combination of insane ideas or beliefs with the shittiest condescension. <laughs> Such yeah. an asshole. Yeah. He really is. And he has this high school debate style of talking. Well, my name's Kent Hovind. I taught high school science for 15 years. And now, for the last 16 years, I've been an evangelist now on the subject of creation, evolution, and dinosaurs. And I take the position that the Bible is literally true and scientifically accurate. And the evolution theory being taught in our schools in violation of the First Amendment is the dumbest and most dangerous religion in the history of planet Earth. It reminds me a little bit of Ben Shapiro, right? Like that, like... He's got a cadence, yeah. Yeah, talk as fast as you can, mm -hmm. throw in your sarcastic jokes here and there, win over the audience. If you had to work more than one job to have a roof over your head or food on the table, you probably shouldn't have taken the job that's not paying you enough. That'd be a you problem. He's a brilliant performer in the way that Ben Shapiro is a brilliant <laughs> performer, right? He plays this character, but completely lacking in substance. He's at least three times the size of a Ben Shapiro. At least. <laughs> Maybe that's where Ben, ben Shapiro's going to evolve into a, <laughs> into a Kent Hoven. And I take the position that the Bible is a you problem. Yeah, use the orb of bullshit on him and he'll <laughs> he'll evolve early, but then you'll miss some of his, his early attacks. You don't want to... <laughs> 
Ben Shapiro used wine. Oh ben, you used wet ass pussy on Ben Shapiro. It's super effective. <laughs> He's drenched. <laughs> He's weak to normal sexuality. All right. Uh, macaroni in a crack pot. Wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. So, Dr. Dino, <laughs> he. That's he, what he calls himself. He, yes, this is a moniker he's given himself and made millions of dollars off millions millions does he at least dress up like a dinosaur otherwise he's not earning that I, cash i Fuck don't him. know <laughs> i don't think so he just looks like one mm, got him he he was an assistant pastor for a while before he became dr dino in the 70s and 80s and then in 1998 which was a beautiful great year the year that gave us the backstreet boys and in sync <laughs> Um, <laughs> in their USA debut, <laughs> female genitalia. He started Dr. Dino and started selling videotapes and books and like fake fossils and stuff, and uh, really kicked off his debate and like public speaking career. There was one year I can't remember the year he he gave over seven hundred talks in one year. That's Prolific speaker. <laughs> I don't want to accuse him of making up Phil Phillips statistics. You know, I trust this guy and give him give him the benefit of the doubt, but that <laughs> sounds made up. The source on that is the New York Times. Oh fuck. <laughs> seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know seven hundred words. What is he saying? Uh. And then in two thousand one he opened the Dinosaur Adventureland theme park. We have in our backyard in Pensacola, Florida, Dinosaur Adventure Land. I like dinosaurs. Where you could go ride the little janky rides and learn all about creationism and how evolution is evil and Satan's plan of indoctrinating the children and part of the New World Order. And all of, wow. All of this. So I don't know a ton about his life. I sort of lost track of him. Thank God. Thanks, Shalman, when I <laughs> left the church. But before that, I actually saw every single videotape of his series. Wow. Every single one. I've seen them all. I didn't know much about him as a person beyond his ridiculous seminars, but he differs from a lot of these anti-evolution Christians in that he does believe in dinosaurs. He has multiple seminars about dinosaurs because a lot of Christians believe that dinosaurs either weren't real and were just being lied to and the fossils are fake and all that stuff. But Ken Hovind actually uses that point to get some credibility in his seminars. He's like, you know, some Christians believe like this nonsense about dinosaurs aren't being real, but I'll tell you they're super real. I heard a lady last night, I was talking to a witness to a lady at the hotel. She said, well, I got a friend that told me dinosaurs never existed. One guy told me, he said, well, the devil put those bones in the ground to fool us. <laughs> well, you're, you're going to look like a real idiot when talking to anybody with normal intelligence when you say something like that, okay? It's almost like he's playing himself as if he's some reasonable Christian, you know? Like, there's these crazy Christians who think that Satan buried all the bones to, to fool people and trick them into evolution, but I'm not a crazy Christian like that. I'm one of the reasonable ones who believes in science. Am I doing a... I can't do impressions, but <laughs> I don't think that one's that far off. No, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> you just have to speak a thousand times quicker and really put some stank on it with your eyes when you're looking at me and talking, because... <laughs> 
he's really he's such a condescending prick oh dude he's a fucking scumbag and all this is because the children are being indoctrinated by evolution at schools mm-hmm. that's the reasoning yes meanwhile he's literally luring children to his park with fun <laughs> dinosaurs yes <laughs> sounds pretty groomy to me jesus hussein christ <laughs> <laughs> you're not far off Shocking no one. His doctorate is from Patriot University. It's uh, oh. <laughs> unaccredited. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I guessed. Yeah. Get your degree University. at Patriot University and don't forget to pick up a bed at our Memorial Day sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had an undergrad in music and then like a master's in sacred music, both from unaccredited <laughs> college. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, his doctorate was like a correspondence diploma mill type of thing. (laughs) Sacred music master's Mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. Fuck is that? I don't know, man. I am super bummed hearing that because now I find out that all this time he could have been zhuzhing up his seminars with a little bit of music. Yeah, man. I would have loved for him to bust out like a clarinet in the middle of it. And then I told them what they believe, because most of them don't know what they believe. you got to tell them, you know. I said, you guys believe 20 billion years ago, Big Bang, 4.6 billion years ago, the Earth cooled down, it rained on the rocks for millions of years, turned them into soup, and the soup came alive 3 billion years ago. So great, 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 grandpa was soup. That's the evolution theory. I didn't make it up. They did. So, you know, you can laugh at them if you like, as far as I'm concerned, but... Not sacred enough. I know. (laughs) He only plays the lute. It's not sacred if it's dick-shaped and you put it in your mouth. That's (laughs) You can't be playing something like that. Can't even do vagina-shaped instruments. How sad. There's got to be one at least. Yeah. What, the conch shell? Is that what you were thinking? (laughs) I hope Ben Shapiro's at home practicing on one of those right now. Female genitalia. (laughs) He would never. Ben Shapiro doesn't even use his tongue to eat food. Because flavors are too tempting. <laughs> He's on Twitter right now flipping out about how lasagna is too wet. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people who have greasy pizza? I've never even had a greasy pizza before. <laughs> He probably just found out that people live in South America and he's like surprised and offended by it for some reason. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What's this? You mean to tell me there's people living in South America? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I did not speed that up or change the pitch on that. That was Joe live. It's impressive. You three motherfuckers need Jesus. So you were saying how he talks about the dinosaurs. He believes some are still living today. He believes that the Loch Ness monster is a plesiosaur currently living in Loch Ness. I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I used to repeat that fact after I heard him say it. Yeah, I don't think I had any scientific reason to believe that beyond hearing it in one of his seminars, but I thought it was fucking cool. I love a good cryptid. It's definitely the coolest thing I've heard about him so far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, never mind that a lake in Scotland is like 14 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And then a cold-blooded animal. Probably does not have a dinosaur in it. Would survive. A broken asshole is right twice a day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. God, I hope we don't find the Loch Ness Monster in there. He's going to rock it to fame again. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. <laughs> so dinosaurs were big lizards that lived with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They did not live millions of years ago. 
So the obvious question would be... Yeah, so his debating, I I thought it was really interesting. His style of debating like is so similar to so many Christians and especially evangelicals. It's all rhetoric. It's all semantics. And it's not ever based in fact or evidence or anything scientific. It's just twisting words and playing on emotions. Oh, it drove me nuts. <laughs> I actually saw him debate live one time. Really? Do you remember who he debated? He debated one of the biology professors at University of Texas, El Paso. And I was still super in the church at the time. I was a big fan of his. And so I went to the debate and it was so packed that there were people sitting out in the hallway outside this huge auditorium, just listening through the speakers that were piping it out there. And there were a bunch of Christians there because people were applauding him. And there were a bunch of reasonable science students there also... <laughs> who were applauding the other professor. I, I don't remember the other professor's name, but it was just like you see in his videos. He would tell jokes. And the most frustrating thing is instead of bringing up any scientific fact, he would tell stories about other debates. It was a timed debate with a moderator who was making sure that they were answering each other's questions and they had like counterpoints, but he wouldn't do that. He would just be like, it's like this one time when at another debate, this guy said this to me and I said this and he had like a joke planned and it would get laughs every time. He was brilliant at it. Mm. It didn't make him look like he won if you were looking at who was making points, but that wasn't what he was there for. He was there to win over the crowd and to lend some credibility to the idea of creationism. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if there were people in that audience who walked away thinking that wasn't the bulldozing that I was expecting. Like people showed up expecting the creationists to just get smashed. And he's brilliant at seeming like he came up with good points and making people have a good time. And like I can see now that he's an asshole, like a real jerk to the people that he's debating. But I didn't see that at the time. At the time, I was very much on his side. In fact, God, I don't want to tell this story. Fuck. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. A few years later, my partner at the time was a wildlife biology student. And she was a Christian, but she believed in evolution. And I didn't know that till she was talking about one of her classes where the professor was talking about creationism and just dismissed it so that they wouldn't have to discuss it. And I was furious and I contacted people that I knew who had helped bring Kent Hovind to town for that debate, hoping that I could get him down again to debate this new professor. Because I thought because of Kent Hovind and the way he talks about creationism, that creationism had some sort of basis in science. And I wanted a science debate. And I was like, oh, I'll get him down here and he'll, he'll bring the science this time. And I'm so embarrassed to admit that. That's how serious I was about it. But I thought Kent Hovind was my savior in this case. He was mm. going to convince my partner to get on board with creationism again. And then she could change her biology department to at least give equal weight to both ideas. I mean, they're both theories. You can't prove either <laughs> one. You weren't there. You weren't there when mm -hmm. the primordial soup evolved into Hitmonchan or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me that this guy's touring the country giving speeches without any scientific facts or citing sources? Baloney. <laughs> he sometimes brings up scientific papers, but there's always no there there. 
Like in one case, he was talking about carbon dating and he brought up a scientific paper and he's like, here it is in their own scientific papers. Carbon dating doesn't work and blah, 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 blah. And years later, I came across that same clip and a scientist was explaining why that paper was saying that carbon dating didn't work. And it was because that deeply researched scientific paper was pointing out that carbon dating didn't work under very specific circumstances in order to make sure that other scientists didn't use those specific circumstances in order to use carbon dating. It was like the presence of some chemical at a certain time. And that was good science. Mm -hmm. That was scientists saying like, hey, here's something I discovered. We need to make sure that this information reaches everyone so that our science can be better, so that our evidence can be well-founded. <laughs> and I believed for years that carbon dating didn't work because of this specific thing that he pointed out. And he had the paper. He read the paper, cherry-picked a piece of it that was completely dishonestly used to try mm -hmm. to prove a point he was trying to make. And, oh, it made me so mad to find that out. Mm. Anyway, that's a couple of my embarrassing stories. How embarrassing. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> that's hard. Boo on me for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. In 1990, he famously offered, it started as $10,000 to anyone who could prove evolution. He offered a reward for anyone who could say that it's true under these very specific, very impossible caveats. Like he had these stipulations that they had to prove all of these things. And then he raised enough money and bumped it up to $250,000. God. Is he still doing that? I'll go I'll go evolve in front of him. No, his company's website took it down after a while. After a bunch of people brought a bunch of evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that money went in his pocket. Uh, yeah. He wanted them to be able to prove that these major things took place without God, that time, space, and matter came into existence by themselves, that planets and stars formed from space dust, that matter created life by itself, that early life forms learned to reproduce themselves, and that major changes occurred between these diverse life forms. So like amphibians changed to reptiles and so on. But like, that's impossible, right? You'd be proving massive areas of study. I think the major sticking point in never finding someone to give out this is that they also had to prove that there could not be gods involved. Oh so... God. This is so fucking frustrating. <laughs> How's he feel about aliens? <laughs> That's a good question. Later on, he, he starts buying into like all of the conspiracy theories, all of them. See, the liberals are always real good at getting us to argue about the wrong subject. They're always asking me, should we have creation taught in public schools? I say, That's a good question, and I would be glad to discuss that. However, there's another question we should ask first, okay? The real question is, should we have public schools? Hmm? Let's argue that one for a while first, okay? The federal government has no business being involved in education or welfare or hurricane relief or anything else. It's all part of the plan for a new world order. Big part of the plan. And so there's stuff about the government covering up UFOs and it's just like a nightmare. <laughs> I just saw Joe's eyebrows go up like four inches. He got excited about I'm like, that. I'm listening. He he buys into everything. Like imagine just... if aliens showed up, but then they were Christians. We'd be like, ah, fuck. <laughs> just... And he's all, this is my buddy Klaxor. Tell him what you told me. Eh, Jesus built the earth in six earth cycles. <laughs> I mean, I'd be pretty excited. <laughs> I still would be. It wouldn't be. 
You know why? Because it'd be the first fucking evidence. <laughs> Here we go. Give that alien 250,000 American dollars. <laughs> oh, I don't want to tell. I, I guess this is just going to be the episode of Christian's embarrassing stories, but here we go. Do it. One of the church leaders who I spent a lot of time with had all the Kent Hovind videos, and he brought a bunch of us young men over one time to watch Kent Hovind's entire series on government conspiracies. Because just like his dinosaur seminars, he has actual PowerPoint in front of an audience seminars on the government. and. He didn't use the term sovereign citizens, but basically he tried to make a case from inside the government's framework that laws aren't just and that we don't have to pay taxes. That was his big point. We don't have to pay taxes. And even while watching it, I thought some of that stuff was a little bonkers. But by the end of it, I left with a severe distrust of the government, which actually is probably the most healthy thing I took from my Christian days. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if he's only mad because he kept trying to get tax exempt status, probably. And they're like, no, no, he's all, it's the government. He was so against taxes that he didn't even buy into being tax exempt. Whoa. Were these videos before or after he went to prison for nine years? I <laughs> didn't hear that he went to prison until just like recently. And that makes me so happy. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking they Al Caponed him. Yeah, that's the problem with tax evasion. You have to do it forever. <laughs> he claimed not to pay taxes for 30 years. Oh and he Whoa. was convicted of 58 felony counts of tax evasion and avoidance and <laughs> obstruction, all of these things. So I was telling my husband about this because he's an enrolled agent. He does taxes for a living. And he was just cracking up. He's like, man, he committed. Like, <laughs> you, it is so Can't hard fault to him for go that. to prison. For that dude was for full of shit, but he wasn't a fake. <laughs> and he only got nine years. Meanwhile, they threw our boy Wesley Snipes behind bars for the same amount of time for probably way less offenses. Wrong guy. Wrong fucking century. Man, so many taxes not paid. <laughs> like... I wonder if he feels differently now that he's old. <laughs> I don't know. And could use some social services. <laughs> Well, he associates with, they're called the Embassy of Heaven, and I had never heard of them, but oh my God, they're terrifying. They're all about it. They're sovereign citizens. They don't pay taxes. Like, everything belongs to God, so taxes aren't a thing. Did he also want to see Barack Obama's birth certificate? Probably. Was I he, don't know. Was he that? <laughs> birth certificates aren't real. That's just a government document. You can't look at those. Like, this is a minor rabbit trail I went off. I was looking at their website just to see if there were any other people. I was really curious if they were, like, connected to Ammon Bundy or anything, but I couldn't find oh. anything. But it's giving that vibe, right? I found one of their archives for stuff they put out for kids, and it's, oh, no. it's an article about how you're not allowed to use baking soda in anything, but you can replace it with hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, what? But like, why no baking you. soda? I don't know. There's like rules. I don't know. Baking soda. I got baking soda. Baking soda. I got baking soda. I'll tell you what. I we'll look it up later. But yeah, I can almost guarantee it's that baking soda has some history of being regulated or some sort of history of being subsidized by the government and that's how they're putting some sort of chemical into everything that we eat and it's going to be some fucking nonsense like that like maybe it's just he learned that in his when he got his degree in sacred music 
Yeah, put peroxide in your biz, uh, bleach to kill COVID, uh, all the, from the same medical school. Yeah, it's all there. I think that some distrust of the government is reasonable and healthy. Absolutely. But they're just so off base with these things. They're so... Like, I left those seminars believing that, forget that Christ said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and all that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I left believing that it was illegal for us to be forced to pay taxes. And I would choose to, you know, because, you know, when I'm an adult, I'll I'll, I'll pay taxes because, you know, I don't want to put the people I love into a situation where I have to go to jail for it and stuff like that. But that's my choice. I I choose to pay taxes. And, (laughs) And I believed that every department of the government had secret plans to jump into action and get their private armies like OSHA would have like secret bunkers full of soldiers that would come pouring out of fucking, I don't know, the underside of restaurants or something and (laughs) start like, (laughs) I I really believed that because I trusted Kent Hovind at the time. I trusted the church leaders who were showing these videos to me. And it was Mm -hmm. fucking weird that it was all the young men in the church. Like we we were the only ones who could be trusted with this information or some fucking nonsense like that. Whoa. Bunch of people are right now super mistrusting me and unsubscribing from the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like if this jackass used to believe that, we're supposed to trust him now. Embarrassing. Leon, does Ken Hoven pay taxes now? He's out of prison, right? For the moment, I don't know if he's paying taxes, though. Bro's like 70 now. He can't. God. I don't know. So that was in 2005. Ten years later, there was mail fraud that he was arrested for. <laughs> you know, who knows what he's doing? <laughs> like... He's definitely a mail fraud. You suck. 2017, <laughs> his second wife left him. So his second wife and his third wife, they both aren't legally married. It was just in the eyes of God. So his second wife left him because she thought there were more tax shenanigans happening and she didn't want to have to go to prison like his first wife did. So Smart lady. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get her on the podcast. <laughs> there's probably stuff happening. He's probably a nut too. Yeah. I don't think he's in prison right now, but he's appealing some charges. I know he's not because I just saw him on a recent YouTube video. You know how I'm obsessed with these Christian YouTubers now? (laughs) (laughs) It's the YouTube channel of this reasonable progressive Christian, and he was going to Dinosaur Adventureland, which has been moved to Alabama now. It's not in Pensacola anymore. And he was going there just to laugh at the silly creationists and he actually was taught by Kent Hovind when he was a kid in a Christian school. And they ran into Kent Hovind and Kent Hovind took him on this long like four-wheeler ride and spouted all these conspiracies. I saw that one. I would be terrified. <laughs> it was actually a, a pretty fun video, but I, ah, God, I have no tolerance for these fucking progressive Christians Dude. who are so proud of themselves for being so reasonable and still spouting such nonsense. <laughs> anyway. He starts like making paper airplanes with Kent Hovind like he did when he was a kid. And he He's like, we were having fun. Like, this was a good time. But the way he waffles in that video, <laughs> like, he tries so hard to be cool and like, well, I believe in science now. And I don't see why God couldn't have created evolution, which fair. That was my stance. Like, you can tell he still loves him a lot and he doesn't quite want to say it, but it's there. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I can relate to some of that, like... You know, I still love Adventures in Odyssey and I still feel fondly for Mr. Whitaker, even though he's so <laughs> awful. And like, so I get it. Your guy, like your hero is a kid and 
you know, there's that cognitive dissonance, but oh, that was a weird video to watch and be like, <laughs> I can see you trying to make both pieces fit and they just can't because you can't make sense of it. Ugh. I just I haven't met a single progressive Christian who I think is doing enough. Maybe there are some out there, but I haven't met them yet. I'm open to it, just like I'm open to the possibility that there was a big bang where everything came from nothing and then Snorlax floated around and farted out the space dust that made the planets or whatever. <laughs> I I just, I have no stomach for these. Because obviously we're just sitting on the back of a turtle in space. So I don't even know why these arguments are happening. <laughs> So his latest charge that he's appealing right now is for physically abusing his third wife, like body slamming her and stuff. Jesus. It's awful. Like, it was funny to laugh at him in the beginning, but clearly there's something wrong and he's been convicted and he's appealing it. So we don't know totally what's going on there. Yeah. Alleged. Allegedly. But she got me on the counter. He's friends with this guy, Christopher Jones, who is a convicted child sex abuser. And Kent Hoven multiple times invited Chris Jones to the dinosaur adventure land with a child to stay overnight. And oh, it was not his child. Shit. And there, there's one night of that trip that the child didn't remember. He was nine. Jesus. It's fucked up. And he yeah. totally glosses over it. There was one quote where he said, that's Chris's decision and the kid's decision. Oh, my God. Fucking scum. Yeah. And Chris Jones has been convicted of other awful, awful things with other children. Just horrible. It seems to me, at least, that the mentality that they are God's anointed heads of the household, that they are the spiritual leaders. If you raise a young man to think like that, they're going to do what they want to do and excuse it away. It seems to me that that makes sense. And I, I say that as someone who is a young Christian man. I always had in the back of my head, yeah, but none of this here matters because God's in charge and God is speaking to me. So I am the authority here. Mm. That's so fucked up. And it leads to such nonsense mm -hmm. egos like this fucking scumbag here. And it leads to a shocking amount of responsibility. Mm -hmm. It was stupid for me to be told when I was like 13, 14 years old that I was the spiritual head of my household because there was no other man in the house. That was a huge weight to throw on a child. And mm -hmm. that sort of sudden responsibility can lead to a bunch of arrogance and anger and all these things that I went through. Ugh. Oh my God, I'm getting so fucking mad about this. Well, and like we were talking about the way he speaks in his seminars, he speaks with this confidence and he cracks those jokes and he like makes it sound like everything he's saying is like, yeah, common sense, duh. And so like if you're on his side, then that pumps you up a little bit more like, <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiots. And then like he'll seal the deal with, so you believe something came from nothing? And that's the exact same shit he's saying, <laughs> except in his version Space Gandalf is the one that <laughs> made something come from nothing. And yeah. you're an idiot for believing that it happened any other way. And it's like, so you get told all this bullshit by someone who in that community is considered like a celebrity, like a leader, right? But then you're watching how he does it. And it's just this condescension, this like no compassion, no empathy, no arguments in good faith. Because yeah, he's the guy. But he's got nothing of substance. Believing that you're a part of this elect community rather than being a part of the community you're in 
leads to this nonsense superiority complex. It's just such a dangerous way to be treating the world around you. And they want they want to like have it taught in schools as it's a, it's just a theory too. But then like one of these theories has a bunch of years of science backing it up, and the other ones, hey, the Bible. Because in some of those seminars, he'll talk shit about the evolution science, but the only thing he's ever citing as his source is the fucking Bible. <laughs> like <laughs> King James Version only. Only? Oh, is he? Oh, fuck. Of course. And of course he was like, because I know there's lots of flavors of creationists, but he was one of those that's like, nope, six actual days, 24 hours, everything was made, and that's it. I said, I believe 6,000 years ago, God made everything. And 4,400 years ago, there was a flood when, you know, everything got destroyed in the, in the flood. Anyone you who thinks otherwise idiot. must not have read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's one more, like, super disturbing story from oh, him fuck. and his lack of compassion. A seven-year-old boy drowned at the dinosaur adventure land in a pond used for baptisms. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he went to the hospital with the family because they were all there hanging out, swimming, having a good time. And he was handing out tracts like his card was a tract saying, come to the park. It's free. Everything's free. Rather than comforting like the grieving family of this Jeez. boy who died at this park. Handing out advertisements for the place that the kid had died. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, these guys are psychopaths. He's a piece of shit. He's disgusting. It started out so fun and like, oh, what an idiot. Oh, creationists are so silly. But then like the deeper and deeper I got into it was just like, this guy is fucked up. I hadn't heard these stories. I had no idea it got this dark. Yeah. I really thought that it was just a story about this wacky guy. Fuck. No. God, that's so depressing. I know. And he's still around. He has a very popular YouTube channel. Yeah. And he actually will personally attack people who call him out. I don't know if he has a Google alert, but I really hope we're never on his radar because I want nothing more than to forget about this asshole. Sounds like a real Kent. (laughs) 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 There's like drug allegations, car theft allegations at his properties. There's something with a dog being shot. I don't like horrible stuff. I couldn't even like I ran out of time. There's just so much. They don't even have to make the Christian parody of Tiger King because that's just this guy. No, that's what it starts feeling like once they get to Alabama, not to shit on Alabama at all. But stuff just goes down and down and down. And it's just bonkers. But I do have one. It's not happy, but like a funny little thing I found Oh, bring out. us back, Leanne, please. <laughs> yeah, bring us back. <laughs> or just tell a joke or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's a King James Version guy only. Like our friend, Jack T. Chick, mm-hmm. who used some of the information in one of the tracts. <laughs> oh. There's a tract called Big Daddy Question <laughs> Mark. Oh, dude, material. I totally remember that one. <laughs> It's a Kent Hoven material one. It's been like it was started in the 70s and they keep revising and revising and they use they use some Kent Hoven stuff. An actual crossover. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's tickled. the coolest thing. <laughs> you imagine those two in a room. I'll bet it just smells like old salami and like <laughs> jizz dinosaur steaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a shame because the dinosaur adventure park looks fucking dope. A big old plaster dinosaurs all over the place. It looks cool. I want to hang out at a place with giant dinosaurs. Yeah. Sounds fun. Let's go to the National Monument instead <laughs> in like Utah or whatever. 
I mean, I don't have any plans to go to Alabama to see this place. But. <laughs> At first, it sounded fun. Like, oh, that'd be so silly to visit. <laughs> Do you ever go to Gatorland in Florida? I've totally been to Gatorland. No, that sounds awesome. Man, it doesn't exist anymore. And I'm so sad about it. But it was like the most hillbilly thing ever. And it was hilarious. The front door was a giant alligator you mouth. You walked oh, in through rad. the gator jaws. We fed the little baby gators pieces of hot dog on like these rusty little clips on strings. Little gators are cute. (laughs) It was great. So I was like, oh, that'd be super fun. But then like the more I read about the rides and the the information and stuff, one of them is super ableist. It's called the Jumpasaurus. And you jump on a trampoline and you throw as many basketballs into a hoop as you can. But the whole message about it is you have to be coordinated and able to do more for jesus and it's just what? like fuck off <laughs> i can't how hard is that we can get our own trampoline our own basketball hoop and a dinosaur like, joe you can build a dinosaur uh, you have a sculpture degree yeah. right did you get it in six days from a <laughs> no that's a real degree that's right you have an actual degree i forgot i got my degree in trampoline studies <laughs> but was it accredited i got mine in sacred basketball hoop shooting I don't trust any degree given by an accredited government college. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why. That's why he didn't go to an accredited. Of course. Oh, my God. Ooh. Anarchist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a portion of Dinosaur Land where they're teaching creationism and they compare evolution to Hitler. Hitler oh, was an evolutionist geez. and yes. he saw humans as impersonal. Hi, I'm Hitler. believe in evolution. And he said, well, if people are just animals and... If evolution is true and some animals are more evolved than others and the stronger ones survive and the bigger ones die off, why don't I help evolution along and I'm going to kill off all the lesser races of people, he said, and I'm going to only let the stronger ones survive and then I'm going to help evolution by killing. He killed millions of people thinking he was helping evolution along. And so evolution can be a really dangerous theory when it's taken to its end as Hitler um, did to it. We're all made in the image of God, so we know it's wrong to kill people, but Hitler didn't believe that. He believed in evolution. Because people who descended from apes, so why couldn't he just kill six million apes? That's kind of like how they treated it. It's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. I'm repeating that knowing how awful it is coming out of my mouth. But <laughs> that's, the, that's the words of his museum, not me. Yeah, just gross all around. Do you, do you know what he does? This is what he does. And I know this from Christian leaders in the town I lived in when he came to debate there at the college. He sends out challenge letters to professors in colleges all across the country. He challenges them until someone accepts. And when they accept, he sends out messages to the churches and churches know which rich families would give to something like that. I know, again, because I was part of a children's missionary group where there were a lot of rich families and they would brag about things that they gave money to and the the speakers that they brought in. And so he created a business like this where he would start with, look at all the good I can do in this debate challenge. And then all I need is the money to get down there. And like then if he comes to town and has the debate, he can go to 10 churches over the next few days and speak about it and raise a bunch more money. It's a fucking brilliant business plan by an asshole who knew how to game the fucking system and extort all this money. Maybe extort's the wrong word because they were giving it freely, knowing what they were giving it to, but not knowing what a scumbag he was and (laughs) what a nonsense ideology it was. Yeah, it's hard to ignore the similarities in, hard quotation marks, debate styles. (laughs) 
because any of these dudes that come at him with facts and research or anything, oh, that's not true. (laughs) And that's it. All you got to do is think about it. Here's a story of someone saying Mm -hmm. something really dumb that I made up that makes me sound smart. And here's a joke. (laughs) Dude, I have a story. I'm worried I might lose my high school diploma, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) My senior year of high school, I had to take physics. I had all the credits I needed to graduate, but they're like, you got to be at school the whole day. So I had to take physics. But- bonus it was a dual credit class so they're like you'll get college credit and i was like that sounds awesome because i don't ever want to take science again i'm gonna be an artist <laughs> and look at you now look at me now talking about physics <laughs> adjacent uh So in this class, this dual credit physics class, one of the things that we had to do was get on like those uh, message board stuff where you communicate with your classmates. But he set it up to where all the college kids that we would chat with online, they would all have to argue for evolution. And all of us Christian high schoolers had to argue for creation and like start a debate on the message board. Because you were in a Christian. Because I went to Christian. Yeah, I went to a Christian high school. Right. Dude, but these kids would be like, um, everything you said is wrong because of this 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 and this and uh, we would be like hey this is what they told me in the debate how do i respond to that he's like ah you don't have to respond you just have to post to get the credit and so it was like (laughs) (laughs) he set up this project just to try to preach to some college kids and Uh. was using us to do it but serious questions came up like well what do we say if someone says this he's like you don't have to worry about it like obviously you know what the truth is and i'm like i think like (laughs) So your teacher set up the college course? He he taught the college course as well. He, Whoa. he taught community college classes as well. And then like moonlit, daylit as a high school science teacher. That's wild. So he was probably actually teaching some version of creationism to college kids at an actual accredited college. Yep. Whoa. I know. Fucking wild. So I had to debate. <laughs> with these college kids and we had to we use the same textbook so of course it came up because in the college textbook in physics there's not really like a chapter on evolution it's like mentioned (laughs) as like part of another study but he used that to make the big end of the semester project like you gotta debate with these evolutionists like (sighs) as dumb as all that was we came out of it feeling like "Eh, we showed those evolutionists like a bunch of fucking assholes On our high horse in our (laughs) Christian science lab. Oh, man. Joe, I don't want to embarrass you too much, but I've told a lot of embarrassing stories, so I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't that long ago, maybe eight years ago or so, that the topic came up when we were just hanging out. And you were still talking a little bit about Noah's Ark and people living a long time back in the day. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think you were in the church anymore, but you still believed that. And I actually have known several people who stopped going to church, left the faith, didn't consider themselves Christians anymore, but still had that mistrust of science and that belief that, oh, no, scientists, they're just in that for themselves. Yeah, because we were taught all that dumb shit, like reading Mm -hmm. an excerpt from a paper out of context, like... So I'm like, well, I don't believe this anymore, but remember that scientist that had all those points? (laughs) That scientist of (laughs) sacred music? (laughs) I remember when you brought that up, I didn't want to debate it with you. I felt bad, like I was going to be crushing your faith or something, which is a really common, common sentiment I've heard from a lot of ex-Christians and ex-religious folks that they don't want to make waves. They've already caused enough problems in their communities by leaving the church. If they're wrong about this whole thing, they don't want to fuck with other people's salvation still. That's a piece of it, a a piece of being religious that carries over into their lives still. 
So if anyone is listening right now and that's you or you still feel that, that's very normal, at least in my experience, talking to hundreds of ex-religious folks. Totally. Yeah. It's worth noting that you're not alone if that's you. Mm-hmm. Leanne, what else you got for us? Yes. So <laughs> it was interesting, like seeing the clips of his debates. He reminded me instantly of Ken Ham. There's a yeah. lot of parallels there. Ken Ham is also a New Earth creationist. Is he the one that looks like a monkey? Yes. <laughs> He totally does. Yes. He was called that his whole life, and so he had to fight against it. (laughs) My grandpa's not an ape. I'm not the missing link. What does that mean? Yeah. I was raised on his videos. We'd watch them in school, all of this. And he also has a creationism museum that you can visit. Oh, Uh, yeah. We looked up how many. There's 13 creationist museums in the United States. Oh, there are, oh, 13 so part many. series. Come on. Come on, y'all. Let's do it. Oh my God. I really <laughs> want to do trip. it. I really want to do it. I want to go to one so bad. I've never been to a creationist museum. Oh. But what's so interesting is Ken Ham is part of the Answers in Genesis group. That's his company or whatever. Like they discredit Kent Hovind and they think he's too far out there. Whoa. They think he's too crazy. Interfaith beef. Yeah, like, which is so rare to see, but they put out a paper saying, like, these are points that you should not be making as a creationist because it is damaging to the ideals <laughs> or whatever. So, like, Kent Hoven is, he's special. He's, he's out there. He's too much for the creationists. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. So even though they're so similar and there's so much that they say the same, like... Ken Ham is the guy who debated Bill Nye, if anyone remembers that debate. That might be a lot of folks' only introduction to creationists, but... I mean, there are a ton, a ton of churches where if you believe in evolution, you are on the wrong side and that's heresy. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. an uncommon belief at all, still. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around one of those dudes, Kent. The other one? Ken. (laughs) They're both a couple of Kents. (laughs) There are those who can and those who can't. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) At some point, we'll do an episode about Noah's Ark and we'll come back around to Kent Hovind because he has some amazing stuff about Noah's Ark. (laughs) He actually figured out how long it would take for Adam to name all of the animals (laughs) and proved that he could do it in one day. It's fucking, it's so good. That dude is wild. He measured out how big the ark was and handles all the objections that he made up. All all the stories of, one time an atheist came up to me and told me that the ark couldn't have been this big. And I told him, do you even know how big a piece of wood can get? And like, it's fucking nonsense. He's, God, his fucking stories. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask some questions, but we'll get to Noah's ark. Yeah. Well, there's one more thing about Kent Hovind that I think we should talk about, and it's the thing that endeared him to me the most. Kent Hovind believes that dinosaurs didn't go extinct, that baby dinosaurs were on the ark. <laughs> little cuties. Little cuties. And that they were on the earth for thousands of years still, all the way into like medieval times. And he believes that because he believes, he says, <laughs> the word dinosaur was invented in like 1885. <laughs> And before that, we called them dragons. And he has a whole segment of his videos about (laughs) dragons and how the reason dinosaurs went extinct is because humans hunted dragons into extinction. And it is so fun. Dinosaurs getting off the ark had a very difficult time. 
The climate had changed. Things were different. People hunted them. They killed them. Now, they didn't call them dinosaur, though. They called them dragon. See, the word dinosaur wasn't made up till 1841. Dude, he yeah. shows old dictionaries <laughs> where the word dragon still said, a lizard species, blah, 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 that is extremely rare. And I saw that and I was like, <laughs> dragons were real and knights actually killed them. And I was super into like fantasy stuff yeah, then. Yeah, dude. And I fucking <laughs> loved it. In fact, there was a pastor that I knew who thought that dragons were a demonic thing. But like we talked about in the last episode, like a demonic, you couldn't have a toy of a dragon. In fact, I had a toy of a dragon and he made me take it out of his house and <gasps> set it outside the house because I couldn't have it in his house. <laughs> Wow. And that pastor later, when he saw Kent Hovind's videos, changed his mind and decided that dragons were just dinosaurs and that it was okay. He had his mind changed from turmoil in the toy box, <laughs> demons are in our toys, to Kent Hovind, dragons are dinosaurs. Like he went from one wackadoo idea to another and seemingly became more reasonable. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to mush that together. That fits in perfectly with how all life was seeded on the planet by aliens. You know, they're sprinkling some dinosaurs throughout time, <laughs> and maybe some of them medieval time. And those <laughs> were dragons. And what do we have now? What have the aliens dropped on us now? Peachy Republicans. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting happy talking about it right now because I want to believe that dragons were real. Dude. That is, I mean, that's a fun hypothesis. Can I pull now that? Now prove it. Can I, pull, can I just cherry pick that piece of the Hoven theory <laughs> and use that as part of my life? I want that to be real. Give me dragon. I want to, I want someone in the rainforest to be like, oh shit, we found dragons. Fuck uh, yeah, so dude. cool. <sighs> if I can take Beowulf as history, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want that. I want to believe that. Deal. Joe has his aliens. I've got my dragons. You've got your beefy, beautiful Beowulf. Grendel's. Ugh. Grendel's where it's at. Not going to lie. Seriously. Oh, fuck. What else do we have to say about this asshole? Is this it? Have we talked about him enough? I mean, I'm surprised he's still around. Oh, we're not getting rid of this fucking loser. <laughs> Put him away. Put him away so we can stop talking about him. For real. Have uh, one last question. Like, I know there's lots of different kinds of creationists. Are there still the hard six-day creation creationists? Is that still a majority of creationists? Or have they all kind of like, have they evolved at all? Or have they all kind of like glooped over to like, uh, maybe God created evolution? Because I know that was also kind of a big thing when I was. Yeah, they call that theistic evolution. Theistic and, evolution. Yeah, that's right. That's still a thing. I don't know if they've evolved in their theories. <laughs> But I am 100% sure that new arguments are popping up constantly because every time a scientist backtracked on something that was used as evidence in churches that I went to, I went to this church that preached a ton of creationist stuff and their Christmas pageant was based around a scientific paper that proved there was a comet at the time of Christ's birth so that there was a bright star oh. that the, the wise men were following. And even then it bugged me. I was like, wait a minute, the program for this pageant literally begins with scientific evidence and it's like trying to <laughs> prove this point. Yeah. And 
at this church? Like, I was shocked. I went to like four churches at once, you know, and this is one of the churches I went to, the one that really hit that stuff hard. Science is okay when it's on our side. That's exactly what it was like. So I don't know if their theories have evolved, but there are definitely brand new ways for them to fuck with facts. I wish these creationists would spend as much effort figuring out the other wacky parts of the Bible. Yeah. Like all that research on a comet when Jesus was born. Why don't they go back a little bit more and be like, what about this time when God impregnated that teenager without her consent or awareness? (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) All right. I think it's time for us to bury this old fossil where he belongs. (laughs) This has been great, y'all. Yeah, during this whole episode, I was creating some pee. (laughs) I've been evolving from a podcaster who was looking forward to talking about this asshole to a podcaster who fucking hates him more than ever and (laughs) wants to get out of here. Anyway, this has been great, y'all. Thanks to all of our brand new patrons. Thank you so much. Seriously. Freaking sweeties. I can't tell y'all what a relief it is to take some of the burden of hosting and editing fees and stuff like that off of our meager wallets <laughs> and get and get to a point where it feels like we're creating something that people are really seeing value in. Anyway, I'm not going to get all sentimental. Uh, but <laughs> thanks so much, everyone. We're going to keep doing events on the Discord. we got some fun stuff planned. We have a rad bonus episode coming out soon that is about, guess what? Creationism. <laughs> we watched a hilarious Christian movie about a creationist debate. Coll- what was the name of the college again? In oh, the, movie? the university. That's right. <laughs> the university. If you want to hear about how Harry Anderson from Night Court debates the nerdy guy from Die Hard. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Over the topic of creationism versus evolution. Oh boy. That's our first bonus episode. It'll be out here soon. And thanks again, y'all. Thanks for listening. Rate and review us on podcast apps. I'm getting better at this. Yeah, Listen you are. Me. You're podcast killing it. Apps. <laughs> Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your religious friends about it. No. Um, <laughs> Don't forget to follow Shalman on Instagram. He's posting some wacky stuff. He's a big old softie. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think there's a Jim or Tim Instagram that just appeared, too. Oh, dude, I'm definitely going to follow Jim or Tim. I got to get that steamy content. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We love you. We love you. We love you a lot. We love you. Joe, Leanne, love you both. So glad we're doing this. Love you guys. Another perfect episode. (laughs) Didn't start that way, but it evolved into one. Oh, yeah. It only took a million years. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> you three assholes could come up with an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Talk for an hour and a half <laughs> about nothing. And you didn't watch any cool cartoons or play with any toys? Unbelievable. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're out. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Heretic Party is produced and edited by Christian Atley, who evolved from a Charizard, who weirdly was also a podcaster. Joe Blablazo came into being magically when his parents first locked eyes. And Leanne Collins has been around since Melkor first stole the Silmarils. Follow us on social media at Heretic Party on Instagram and Twitter. And reach out to us on our website, hereticparty.com. Remember, happy lost souls, your stories deserve to be heard. You deserve friends and community who listen to you and support you. If you're struggling, recoveringfromreligion.org is a great nonprofit resource for individuals who have questions about changing or leaving their faith. They have a support hotline you can call anytime. 
We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, teach good science, read good science fiction, and don't forget to call your gorilla grandpa on Father's Day. Peace. We want to thank our badass pals from Patreon. Alex and John from the bar, Count Creepyhead. <laughs> Adam and Dion, happy anniversary. Felicia. Lorenzo. Becca the fucking scientist. Josh Strasberg. Josh. The uh, That's another Josh. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Ronnie. And, and all, all the, the folks, folks at Rad Pantheon. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Woo! There are Bible history archaeologists, and I have a two degrees of separation connection to one of them. Ooh. And uh, I'm really excited to get into that story. It's fascinating. I mean, he went looking for the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> he went looking for Noah's Ark. The he, crystal skull. He tried to find the <laughs> path that the Jews who were technically never in Egypt used to escape Egypt through the Red Sea, like with divers and everything. He tried to find Paul's anchors in the Mediterranean, the anchors that were cut from Paul's ship. And he did all of this funded by churches and Christian families. They called him the modern Indiana Jones or the, the Christian Indiana Jones. And it, we're, we're going to do an episode about him. It's been on our, <laughs> you know, our massive episode list with like a thousand episodes. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's been on there since the beginning. I, I, I popped his name in there. We're going to get to him. Day oh, one. Cool. <laughs> Heretic Party is a member of Rad Pantheon, a collective of podcasters, artists, musicians and other creative types who do our best to connect you with rad stuff you'll enjoy. If you like what we do, check out radpantheon.com or look for at radpantheon on Instagram or Twitter.